0: You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. Just a couple of weeks ago, Shelly and I got to, uh, you know, celebrate our, our, our 31st wedding anniversary. And I was thinking about how when we first met and, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, I was pretty cool. Had my act together. At least that is the front I put up for everyone. Um, when I first met her, I uh, I worked with her sister Leah, and Leah had said, "You need to meet my my sister, uh, Shelly." I think you'll I think you guys would hit it off, and and everything. And uh, I was like, "Okay, yeah." And then when I met her, the day I met her, I just I, I just had no words. I just was like. And, 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 you know, I, I could be that guy and say, yeah, I was overcome by her beauty. And I, and I was, she's very beautiful, but, uh, I, this was insecure <laughs> just to tell you the truth, there was just this insecurity. And then I was thinking about how, when we, that day we first met and I saw her and I was just like, hi, you know, I had all these thoughts. Like, I'd be like, Mr. Cool, Mr. How's it going? What's up? You know, how you doing? And I was just like. Hi. <laughs> uh because insecurity, man, that can that can that can bring all kinds of emotions with it. Can't it? Like what what emotions for you accompany insecurity? Maybe it's uh nervousness, maybe it's maybe it's anger, maybe it's sadness. Maybe all these are kind of tied up together. But today we're kicking off a new series, Insecurities, which it's all about having faith to persevere when you feel insecure, pursuing God's purpose, even when you feel unqualified. Okay, so so we'll be looking at at the stories of three people found in the Old Testament who show us our insecurities are nothing new and how we might have faith to persevere. And so first up is Moses. And and we're going to do these three stories of these three people over the next three weeks. So Moses is how we're starting. If you have a Bible, grab that Bible, turn to Exodus. Exodus, and i want going, going to read a part of the story of, of Moses and the Exodus, and it's found in Exodus chapter 4. And so as you're turning there, maybe you're not familiar with the story of Moses. I would guess if you've been churched at all, um, you do know the story. But just in case you're, uh, you're, you're checking this out and you ha- not super familiar with it, let me give you the short version. Moses was born uh, in captivity. Okay, so he's a part of a, a tribe or a nation of people called the Israelites. Because they were descendants of a man whose name was Jacob, but had been changed to Israel, and so they were the Israelites, and uh, they, were kind of, they were they were they uh, were slaves. Actually, the entire nation was slaves in an empire called Egypt, and you're familiar with these. I know you are. Um, and in and e- in Egypt, uh, as they served as slaves, Moses. Uh, you know there was a, there was a, Moses ended up through a crazy bunch of circumstances growing up uh, in the household of Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh was the king of Egypt. And he one day saw a, you know a taskmaster beating one of his Israelite brothers and he went and and he and he killed the Egyptian taskmaster and buried him. And He thought nobody knew about it, and only they did. And he's tried to break up a fight between some Israelites. They said, "What are you going to do? Kill us like you did the other guy?" And so he ran away. And and he ran away and went into hiding. He was a refugee. He was he he was gone and he married this woman and worked for her father-in-law tending his sheep as a shepherd and in the midst of that, Exodus chapter three is this great story of how God, the presence of God Almighty, comes calls Moses to himself in the in this burning bush. Like there's this bush, and this is a whole. This is preface to where we're going today. This bush is on fire, but it's not being consumed. So, so just I don't know if you can imagine that. It's just wild to even try to picture. It's a bush on fire, but the fire is not consuming the bush. And through this burning bush, the presence of God speaks to. Moses calls his name and tells him he's, I've got a mission for you uh, You are my. You, I'm sending you my people have cried out to me for help Israelites or his people and, and, and I'm going to send you to them to save them and, and Moses is like I can't what if they ask me who who is this God who you sent you How, you know who are you and he tells him his name my name is, is Hava which means I am I, my, I am that I am like I exist my name is I exist that's me and uh, so Moses starts having this conversation about why he shouldn't go be this, this, this messenger. He shouldn't go be this one with this purpose to go to the people of Israel and to basically lead them out of captivity from the Egyptian empire. And so we'll pick up the story here in, in chapter four. Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what's in your hand? a shepherd's staff Moses replied throw it down on the ground the lord told him so moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake moses jumped back like you do when the when the lord told him reach out and grab its tail so moses reached out and grabbed it and turned it back into a shepherd's staff in his hand perform this sign the lord told him then they will believe that the lord the god of your ancestors the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob really has appeared to you then the <clears throat> Excuse me, the Lord said to Moses, Now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out again, his hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease. This is called leprosy. Now put your hand back into your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back in, and when he took it out again, it was healthy as the rest of his body. And the Lord said to Moses, If they do not believe you are. Con- And are not convinced by the first miracle sign, they will be convinced by the second sign. And if they don't believe you or listen to you, even with these two signs, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it out on the dry ground. When you do, the water from the Nile will turn into blood on the ground. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I've never been and and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? See, I can I can hear God getting a little frustrated at this point. Now go, I will be with you and speak, uh, be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you what to say. But Moses again pleaded, "Lord, please, send someone else. Send anyone else. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. We don't like to think about God being angry, do we? And the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said, what about your brother Aaron, the Levite? That's the tribe he's from. I know he speaks well. And look, he is on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth and I will be with both of you as you speak, and I will instruct you both in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people, he will be your mouthpiece, and you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. And take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform this miraculous signs I have shown you. And that's where we'll stop for today, but then but, check out the rest of the story sometime because Moses goes on and, and, and goes on this mission and goes about pursuing God's purpose for him. So this is our big idea. Don't let insecurities keep you from pursuing God's purpose from you. Don't let your insecurities keep you from pursuing God's purpose for you. Now there's a few thoughts about these insecurities that we face that I want to take from this story of Moses and kind of camp out in each one for a few minutes. The first one is this. Insecurity means you're human. Okay? Having insecurities means you are human. How this usually plays out for me and maybe for you is when someone makes a joke that you're secretly insecure about, you kind of laugh it off. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. That's funny. But deep down, you're kind of thinking, man, that, that stings. That hurts. Usually, I'll, I'll, I'm like that, I don't know if you are, but man, if someone makes a joke about something and, and I'm insecure about it, I will laugh it off, but I will definitely feel a sting. I'll definitely feel the sting. Why do we often mask our insecurities? So Moses, probably considered one of the greatest leaders in, in the Old Testament narrative, and and we see in this encounter with God in the burning bush, like he's all his insecurities are on display here, all of them. And so God gives this gift, He gives this ability, this this mission to speak up and to use His voice, even though Moses thinks he can't. God says, Moses, you can do this. And Moses says, No, nah, I can't. <laughs> you ever been like that? God, you feel like God is saying, Are you no? Know, God is saying, You can do this, and you're like, no, nah, I can't. See, the my mom has this saying. And she she learned it from her parents. It's it's this saying is, can't, never, could. Can't, never, could. Whenever I would say this growing up, I would say something like, I can't do this, or I can't do that. She would say, can't, never, could. Can't, never, could. It means if you believe you can't and you say you can't, you never will. Feeling insecurities means you're human, but insecurity doesn't mean you don't do something just because it's a challenge for it, it, it but, or because it's scary, or if you don't know how to do it yet. The thing with Moses is that he seems to be, uh, he, he's, he's comfortable in his current situation, his current circumstances, going where he needed to go, stepping out of the purpose God had for him, would take him out of his comfort zone that he had settled into, this obscure shepherd working for his father-in-law, far away from where God wanted him, and from the people who needed him. Moses had gotten comfortable in a life of low or no expectations. I'm going to go out here, tend the sheep for my father-in-law, make a living, and come home. Do it again tomorrow. If no one expects anything from me, then I can't disappoint them. I mean, maybe, maybe you and I, I know I have, felt that way. If no one expects anything from me, then I can't disappoint them. See, Moses wanted, he wanted to stay comfortable in his, in his insecurity. And, and, and reading through it, not just insecurity, but self-loathing. Nobody wants to listen to me. No one wants to be my friend. <laughs> self-loathing can be a powerful drug. And if we're being honest, anxiety and depression, which are very real, by the way, have almost become romanticized in our culture. Like, it's popular to to not be okay. And y'all thought emo was just a played out music genre. But no, it's popular to not be okay. But here's the thing. It's okay to not be okay, but it's also healthy to get help. Okay? Listen to me. Having insecurities insecurities means you're human. But when you follow or or when you allow those insecurities to keep you from pursuing God's purpose for you and from taking forward steps that are difficult and and at times even terrifying, you're setting into a comfortable existence that is far less than what God purposes for you. God says to Moses, Go and say this and Moses says I have no words. I can't. I've got no words. Saying I can't is like saying God can't, okay? Not that you're God, but that but but the God who can do anything is with you. And God's trying to get Moses to understand this. The God who created speech is the God who equips and empowers you to use that speech. And that goes for every ability and every gift you have. Insecurity just means you're human. But god provides what you need okay let's, let's let's camp out here for a minute god provides what you need a common question i have been asked in these years of planting and and, and getting awakened church going here is where is your church when well, i will tell them I'm a pastor at awakened church well, oh oh where's your church the unspoken attitude is if you don't have a building you're not legit but, but we've found from day one that we already have what we need to carry out the purpose God has for us in this moment. Yes, we hope to have our own facility one day and a youth ministry and lots of other things that we dream about. But we have seen along the way is that that God provides what we need when we need it to accomplish his purpose at that time. Right now, we have a love for God and a love for people, great music, adequate preaching, a desire to become more like Jesus, and the most comfortable seats of any church in town. God has provided what we need. What are your abilities? How might those abilities be used according to God's purpose? God is trying to help Moses see what God sees. A person with abilities that can be used to bring hope and freedom to others. But Moses says, I get tongue-tied and then my words get all tangled. So God clarifies who he is and who Moses is. In verse 11, he says, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people should speak or do not speak or hear, do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, God? See, God is saying, who made the human mouth when Moses says, oh, I can't speak very well. God's basically saying, you can do this because I said so. Okay, this is one of those because I said so moments. So God is showing Moses that he already has what he needs to step out of his comfort zone and into God's purpose. God gave him a mouth. And besides that, he gave him a shepherd's staff, a hand. And when it gets to Egypt, the Nile River. <laughs> so why did God give Moses a sleight of hand trick popular in Egypt with turning the the, the staff into a snake? Actually, that's that's when, when you when you research this, that's what you find. This turning this this staff into a snake and back again was a quote unquote magic trick or a sleight of hand trick that was popular in Egypt. Well, the Egyptians had made gods which resembled animals, and at least one of these was a snake god, considered a symbol of power and divine protection. So the Israelites had been slaves in Egypt for generations. They they knew this snake god well, and God is reminding the people and Moses that He is God, that 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 Yahweh is power and protection. Okay, and another thing, when Moses gets to Egypt and he and, he, and there's like a face off, a showdown with Pharaoh's magicians, and they have they have their own staffs and they turn into snakes. And there's actually two different words in Hebrew that's used here. Because this, is a, this whole thing was originally written in Hebrew. The magician's staff is turned into tenon, which means uh, no movement. It's, a, it's like a snake, a fake snake, a, a no-life snake. It's a sleight-of-hand trick. Moses' staff is thrown on the ground and turned into nakash. And nakash, it's, it's, it's a word that means it's a very real, very hungry snake. See, God provides what you need. Leprosy is a skin disease with no cure, considered a death sentence, actually, and historically, leprosy was common, very common in ancient Egypt, which, which there's stories of pharaohs that are banishing thousands of people to leper colonies uh, considered they're considered unfit for society. So they had like this is what this leprosy thing is all about this snow white skin that 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 happens when Moses puts his hand inside his cloak it becomes leprosy then he repeats it and it's made clean and Pharaoh Pharaoh the idea is Pharaoh cuts you off but God restores you and makes you clean that's what that's like what we're getting at here it's not just a trick it's got meaning Pharaoh will cut you off. The empire cuts you off. But God restores you and makes you clean. And then when Moses gets to Egypt, he says, God says, Hey, you're going to just go ahead and get water from the Nile River and pour it out. And it will become blood on the ground. Another Egyptian god was Hopi. And Hopi was uh, the god who caused the Nile River to flood every year. That was what they believed. And the result of the flooding was that there's this, it's called silt. A very rich silt, which is very fertile soil for agriculture. So the Nile River brings life. So the culture of the Israelites had a traditional belief that, that blood is the life source of life. See, there's the idea. Happy. The God of the river, the Nile River, brings life. And there's this the, 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 uh, the contrast is, it's actually blood. Blood is the source of life, not, not the Nile River. Seeing the water of the Nile River transformed into blood would make them realize that, you know what, life is in Yahweh's hands. Life is in God's hands. Before Moses, before Moses could bring his message to Pharaoh, which he would... He would have to bring it to his own people of Israel. And before Moses could bring it to the people, God had to bring it to Moses. You already have what you need. Don't let insecurities keep you from pursuing God's purpose for you. You see, that's why when Moses goes on about his mission, he takes that shepherd's staff with him because he's already got what he needs. God provides what you need. And one more thing, God provides who you need. God provides who you need. We have been from day one Awakened church, and again we've been up and down and coming through the pandemic era. Um, we have taken some hit with with in person attendance and and those kind of things. And uh, you know we've always prayed, God, who you bring is who we'll minister to and minister with. Who you bring, who you make a part of Awakened church is who we will be. And then, then at the beginning of summer. We began to, to pray for seven new households to become part of the Waken Church family, which now, by the way, is down to five. Five new families to become a part of the Waken Church household. And we're still saying, who you send us is who will be, God. Who has God placed in your life at just the right time? Moses' past in Egypt made him the perfect candidate to do what God wanted, to do to do what people were praying for, even though it was probably the worst place for Moses to go. See our insecurities can, can make us feel like Moses. How do you speak when you have no words? How do you pray when you don't feel worthy enough to pray? How do you face your insecurities? So yes, God he, God gets angry with Moses. Okay, but but God doesn't say, you know what? You're feeling insecure. You're comfortable in your self-loathing. Fine, I'm done. No, God says, okay, you're insecure. You're feeling you're, you're feeling you know, you're comfortable in all in your your self-pity and all this. Okay, fine. Your brother Aaron, he's going to come and go with you, and he'll do the talking. Look. He's already on his way to meet you. God says, I'm already providing who you need. God places people in your life when you're not sure you can do it on your own. And I am so thankful for that. See, we tend to not trust others with our insecurities, right? It it may be common to, to post things on social media and I have no problem with someone posting their highlight reel I do that myself and I call it that this is the highlight reel Instagram, that's my highlight reel my, my photos that I put up on my, my, uh, my, my Facebook photo albums that's the highlight reel <laughs> okay, that's what it is but, but what, what do we do about these real insecurities? what about these things that, that ourselves, that uh, things about ourselves that, that lead us to self-medicate See, that's what Moses was doing. He's tending his his father-in-law's sheep. That's what he's doing. He's self-medicating. This is the safe place to be human here with, uh, with, with the people of God. Insecurities and all. And maybe you've been hurt by church before and hurt in church before and hurt by church people before. And I get that. I have too. You don't have to divulge all your secrets and rehash everything from your past. What we're saying is, we all need others on the journey. But like Moses needed Aaron, just like that, we need others on the journey. And God provides who you need, and we are in this together. You don't have to go alone. And as God provided Aaron when Moses needed someone, the entire story is based on the fact that the people of Israel needed someone back it up to Exodus 2 verse 23 it says years passed and the king of Egypt died but the Israelites continued to groan under the burden of slavery they cried out for help and their cry rose up to God, God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant promised Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and he looked down on the people of Israel and knew it was time to act, that is how God works he sends others and even now he's saying look, they're already on the way they're already here, you're not alone you're not alone. That's what we want you to know more than anything today. You're not alone. And it's okay. You don't have to tell any of us what your insecurities are. You don't have to say, okay, pastor, here's what here's my insecurities. If you need somebody to talk to, I'm here for you. We're here for you. But it might help to do a little exercise. Take this next step and, and some, in some way privately, maybe on a piece of paper, write down your insecurity. whatever Whatever it may be. You may have more. You may have a list. I don't know. Write down your insecurity. I'm insecure about this it may be something physical most of us have some insecurity about our physical appearance it may be a relationship it may be uh, uh it may be an attitude it may be how you feel it may be how you speak like moses it may be a step you need to take maybe a step forward or a step back but pray for god's help and talk to someone Talk to someone if praying is making you feel like, I'm not really feeling it. All right? And it's okay to talk to a professional. <laughs> it's all right. Lord, we love you. Thank you that you are the God who provides. You provide what we need. You provide who we need. And you're reminding us today that having insecurities just means we're human. So, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That you don't just leave us to wallow and to be scared in our insecurities and you you're not okay with us just sitting in a a comfort zone of of self-loathing or self-pity but Lord you're calling us out of it because Lord you have a purpose for us you have a purpose for us God and so Lord may we step into your purpose and not let insecurities keep us from pursuing your purpose for us in Jesus name amen Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church dot church, or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.